Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Hello, everybody. How you guys doing? You guys having a great weekend? Are you? I know I'm having a great week so far. Folks, Standing Brothers Show, episode number 101. Flying solo again. Um, sorry you're not seeing my my uh, wonderful face. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, guys, 101, Standing Brothers Show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Standing Brothers Show, as I've mentioned way too many times. You guys know what this is because you clicked on it. Got a lot of things I want to get into, a lot of things I want to talk about. Um, the original plan for tonight was to do a uh, live stream. I was going to get the camera all set up, and I was going to get everything ready to roll for a live stream. But when I got down to the topics I wanted to talk about and some of the things I wanted to discuss with you guys, uh, there was no way I could do a live stream, especially with, with, with the track record of live streams on this channel. Um, there was no way I was going to be able to do a live stream with what I want to talk about. So I'm going to make sure that this video does not get posted to YouTube, or if it does, I'm going to try to figure out a way I can, uh, work a way around that because I, I, I have a better track record with things not getting pulled from YouTube when I do a podcast instead of a, um, an actual live stream. Cause as you know, last live stream got nuked and I've said way worse things, way more controversial things on a podcast in the past. So, uh, we're going to roll audio only today. I hope that's okay with everybody. Hope you guys are having a great week. Hope you guys are, uh, keeping it, keeping it safe out there. Hope you guys are keeping it cool. Look, I'm telling you right now, um, as a, as a, someone who used to live in Florida, <clears throat> I know what hot weather feels like, but man, these past few days here in central Georgia have been ridiculous, uh, stupid hot. Ye- yesterday I was at, uh, last night I was at church and, um, they had like a food truck outside and uh, we went outside to go get food and normally I'm like okay it's it's not that bad um typically summers don't bother me too much but man last night it was just so hot and muggy it was, it was not about that so I went and sat inside <laughs> as any good person would, would rather do um hope you guys are staying cool keeping it safe out there uh, keeping it positive um uh, everybody who uh went and checked out the Joe show um, yesterday, or no, sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday was on Patreon. Uh, the Thursday it came out Thursday, so yesterday, me recording this today on Friday. Um, Joe's the look, not just Joe's show, but the first interview ever on the Standing Brothers show, uh, which is it's awesome. It was super cool. Um, everyone needs to go check that out. I think that Joe had some Joe. Um, for those who don't know, he interviewed one of the pastors at our church, Zach Morgan, who's awesome. Mommy and Joe both love him to death. And uh, kind of talked about progressive Christianity and um, what it's kind of uh, manifested, the, the, some of the um, implications of it, and um, what can be done about it um, as far as um, approaching culture and, um, and, um, and the church itself. So I think that was a topic that Joe w- uh, wanted to really um, tackle, and, and Zach was more than happy to do that. So I, I, I appreciate him for doing that with Joe. Um, but seriously, go check that out. That is the 100th episode special. Um, 
little gift that we promised everybody was um, we wanted to do something, something kind of cool and special. So for the 100th episode special, Joe did an uh, interview. He, he He's hoping to do more. So if, if anybody um, seriously wants to do another an interview with Joe, Joe really had a fantastic time doing it. Um, and it kind of makes it easier on him. He doesn't have to, doesn't have to, does not have to um, speak the entire time, which he he appreciates. I mean, Joe Joe loves to talk, and so do I. Uh, but sometimes it's nice to to listen to somebody else and uh, have a have a different point of view. Um, but but seriously, if there's anybody that wants to wants to be have a, a if anybody wants to go on the show and uh, talk about something you know of substance, we're not going to sit here and talk about nothingness. Um, hit us up. We will try to try to work that into to the schedule. Um, because I think it'd be really cool to talk to different people about different kinds of things. Um, that's how some shows are. Some shows are just interviews. Like most of the podcasts I listen to are usually just interviews, which is fine. I think that's awesome. Um, I'm not really, I don't really know that many people that well. I'm not the best at, at interviewing. And um, usually I like, I, usually most time me and Joe like to talk, but we have a nice witty kind of banter that goes back and forth uh, between me and Joe kind of keeps things loose, keeps things fresh, if you will. <clears throat> so, yeah, go check out Joe's show. Seriously, show him some love. Show him some support. Um, the Joe show is this nice little perfect middle ground between um, the show with me and Joe and then the Friday show, which is usually just is going to probably turn out to being just me doing something, um, covering the news before the weekend and talking about that kind of stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, links to everything will be down in the description below. You can check out uh, the Patreon if you want to support the show monthly. You also get it. It's going to access to each episode a day early, which is pretty cool. You can literally listen to the show probably like 20 minutes after we finish recording, so that's pretty cool. And um, if you want to get a cool t-shirt, the Standing Brothers Show Teespring store, awesome stuff there. A cool t-shirt, long sleeve, short sleeve. And then you also got my Substack. have not written, I know, it's been a long time, but there's some good old school articles on there. <laughs> old schools, I mean like a few weeks ago, um, old school articles. But um, go check this out. And also you can follow me on Twitter at jstandard underscore. And you can follow Joe at Joe Stanberg. So you can follow the, the mindless wanderings of two um, ANCAPs. So that's always a blast. I know that you just want to subscribe <laughs> follow us so badly. Um, yeah, thank you guys for tuning into the show. I got like two or three things I kind of really want to talk about in this episode. Um, the latter of which I knew I could not post to YouTube because uh, YouTube would immediately flag and take this thing down as fast as possible which is fine i mean uh the i want to do a live stream because i think it's kind of cool interactive you have something to kind of watch and visualize um and also i'm playing a video which i'm talking about first so um i'm sure many people have seen the video which is fine but it's always be better to have something to go along with it um visually but you can listen to the audio it's kind of the same thing so i want to talk about um, for those of you people who are watching the Olympics, I know um, that this Olympics does not seem to have as much um, buzz and draw behind it, and I understand why. It's kind of lame. A lot of the events are kind of lame. Not that the uh, the action or the the actual competition is lame or um, a little bit of a downer, but because there's just, there's there's no fans, there's no excitement, there's no joy, there's no um, cheering of uh, people on, because you know. Jacob, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't have traveling whenever there's, you know, a germ around. That's 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 irresponsible. But um, 
this morning, the U.S. women's soccer team pulled out a victory. Not going to lie, kind of thought they were going to lose this game. Those of you who didn't watch it, it was on early this morning, like at 8 o'clock in the morning, I think it was. And um, I, I legit thought they were going to lose. Netherlands were had them on the ropes most of the game, came back and tied it. It looks like they were going to take the lead, the, 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 um, the Dutch. But uh, went, went to uh, extra time. Stayed 2-2, and then eventually the United States women won um, penalty kicks. My prediction, I, I have said for this, is I don't think they're going to win the, the gold. Um, I don't think they're going to win first place. I think they think they, they lose some of the knockouts. Uh, it's not the same team that uh, won the World Cup, not the same team that won the Olympics uh, all those years ago. Uh, still, It's still a very, very good team. And I'm not, like, sad about it. I think I was more passionate um, during the 2015 World Cup, right after the men just uh, completely just squandered away in 2014. Uh, in 2015, I was really passionate about watching the U.S. women's team uh, take the gold because they were just they were such a, such a great team. And um, this one I don't really care about because I think the <clears throat> you know I personally don't care about I guess the the politics of sports, but at some point it's like I don't I, I don't I don't want to watch it. I don't want to be subjected to, to you grandstanding. Um, that's that's not it's not why it's not why I watch um, the sport. I watch the sport for you guys to play. So it's kind of turned me off to a lot of them, especially now that we know that most of these women made more than the men, which I guess the whole equal pay uh, narrative went away pretty quick. And know how knows how they're not talking about that much anymore. I think it's kind of funny, but uh, the politics of it just really turned me off. And like I said, in the like I've said in multiple podcasts, I really don't care if they take a knee or anything, or they don't care if they, you know, don't put their hand over the heart for the national anthem or they look away. Like, um, I personally just don't care. But the fact that they're grandstanding and it's for something of just, it's for it's for a cause of of them of themselves. I just just kind of turns me off. I'm not really into it. But they did win. I think they're playing Canada in the semifinals, so we can be on the lookout for that. Um, other pretty big news that happened in the Olympics was the whole Simone Biles thing. Now, I'm going to be very, very careful whenever I talk about this because I don't want people to get the wrong idea from me. So, Simone Biles is considered to be the greatest gymnast, or female gymnast, I should say, um, of right now and probably ever, depending on who you ask. I don't watch really. I don't really watch gymnastics. I really don't. Um, it's not like the sport that I usually watch when it comes to the Summer Olympics. Usually, I'm more interested in um, the track and field element, or usually I like watching the shooting sports. I like watching um, the soccer. That's really what I'm more into. But you know, gymnastics is like swimming. It's like I think it's like the second or third biggest um, sport that people watch. So whatever. Um. She's supposed to be this, you know, amazing, and I'm sure she is. Like, I'm sure that everything they're saying about her being this fantastic um, athlete is true. I have no doubt. Um, I have no reason to believe that they're t- they're lying or that or that she's not great. <clears throat> so, of course, everyone knows the sto- the controversy that I'm talking about that that she dropped out um, in the middle of competition. When the U.S. I believe was also down in points and basically handed the win over to the Russians. So, and then she came out and later said that it was due to some sort of mental 
um, issue or she wasn't all there mentally or she was struggling mentally and she needed she wasn't able to compete <laughs> which me being uh, the the internet troll that I can be sometimes had some fun with that I said um, the only explanation for her dropping out uh, mid-competition to give a medal to the Russians is that she's working for Russia <laughs> she's a Putin agent um, so we need to indict her for um, for for meddling in the United States Olympic um, um, chances of winning gold or something like that I wrote on Twitter. It was kind of funny. Um, of course, I don't actually mean that, so don't don't send me crap about that. It was all obviously a joke. If you can't read into that, um, it's obviously a joke. But it did it did lead me something that I wanted to talk about and um, about her performance and kind of my whole take on it. Um, I'm not an athlete at all. 100% not an athlete. Never have been. I've always been more of a music guy. Um, that's that's my passion. That's where I um, put most of my time and energy when I'm not really doing you know, work or school or, or the, the show. Usually I'm playing music or I'm learning music and stuff like that. That's, that's, that, that's my sports is music. Playing guitar, playing bass, stuff like that. That's what I, that's what I enjoy doing. So I can't really, I can't really relate to the, the, um, the same context of an Olympic sport, but I'm going to put it to you like this. Um, if I were to practice my entire life to be the best guitar player that I could possibly be, work forever, countless hours, practicing scales, writing out music, learning different elements of theory, learning different elements of modulation of, of different chords and the transition of different keys and all on time signatures and playing all these amazing songs and, and being the best guitarist that I could be and then having an opportunity to showcase that to the world. Let's just have an example. Let's just say I was had the opportunity to go play um, at Madison Square Garden and my drummer was 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 Ringo Starr and my bass player was Getty Lee and Eric Clapton was playing guitar. Just, just, just something like that, and I was to play a song that I wrote, and it was to, it was to be broadcasted all over the world, to showcase how amazing I am at the guitar. And last second, I would say, "Hey, I'm just not there mentally." When I put it into that context, it doesn't really matter what's going on in my life. At that point, I'm going to play that show. Because that is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's something that I've worked my entire life for. If you're an athlete, an Olympic athlete, you work your entire life for this moment. Not even Olympic athlete. If you're a baseball player, every kid's dream is to be that hitter that comes in the bottom of the ninth inning. Your team is down by two, bases loaded, two outs. You have to win the game. It is up to you. Every kid dreams about that. If you're not a hitter, every kid dreams about being that pitcher that has to come in the ninth inning and close the game out. People train their entire lives for this. I give my music example because that's what I can relate to. If I trained my entire life knowing that I had an opportunity to play with the greatest musicians of all time, it didn't matter what was going on in my life, I was going to play that show. I was going to play that show. I was not going to get to the backstage and watch Ringo go on to the drums. Then I say, mm, nah. Something else came up. No, th th that doesn't happen. 
I take the guitar and I go on stage and I play. And whatever else happens, happens. So that's how I approached it. It doesn't make sense to me if, if she is that dedicated to the sport for her just to drop out that easily. Now, I'm not saying that what she had going on was serious or, or sorry, so, or, or not serious. I'm not saying that at all. Please don't take that. Please don't say that, um, that I'm trying to diminish what is going on in her head. I'm just saying from my point of view, it would have to be the most insane mental trauma to pull me from that spot like that. Like for me to not have the ability to share a stage with Eric Clapton or Paul McCartney, any famous, any of my favorite famous musicians, it would have to be life and death. Like a family member just died is the kind of situation that I would put myself in to say, Hey, I can't play tonight. So, I'm I'm not saying that she didn't have anything going on. I'm sure she did. I I have have no reason to believe that she's lying. Unless you want to believe the side that she dropped out because she was performing so poorly. Because there is some evidence that she was performing poorly and she didn't want to embarrass herself. Could be, I don't know. I'm I'm not here to bash her. Now, if you want to take this further, okay... Some some person might say, well, Jacob, she's she's struggling with something mentally and it was very, very painful and she couldn't continue. Again, I would say it would have to be a life or death thing. Look, I've played shows with with a broken foot. It sucks. But you know what I did? I muscled up and I drug myself on that stage and I played a show. I've played my guitar with a broken hand, broken arm. I drug myself out there and I played. Obviously a little bit different for an athlete having an injury. Totally get that. I'm not saying that I'm not saying they're apples and apples. Twenty five years ago, during the nineteen ninety six Olympics, there was a little um a little event in the gymnastics that involved a, a, a gymnast named Carrie Shrugged. You probably all know who I'm talking about. This is the video I wanted to play. Y'all know who I'm talking about. And no, before I play this and what you're going to say to me, Jacob, you're like, oh, well, Carrie came out and defended her. Yes, she did. I'm not dis- I'm not discrediting. I'm not saying that Carrie is wrong for, de- for, de- for defending Simone Biles for dropping it because obviously this was the easy comparison everybody made. But I want to go out and show that athletes rise to the challenge for stuff like this. So let me just play the audio. Of course, you guys can't see the video. I'm going to play the audio so you guys can just remember what happened. Then I'll kind of give context afterwards. If for, the, for those of you who haven't seen this video or don't know the story. Out of the individual all around, and the Americans could lose the team gold to Russia. A 9-4-9-3. We've had one more Russian go. So Carrie Strug, it is up to her. If she can score 9.493 and to see her parents in the stands or better, then she will win the team gold for the USA. She's the last to go. She's the only one who can do it. She will also perform the same vault we just saw. Mojianu sit down two in a row on. Three falls in a row for the Americans. 
have not seen that before i don't know the story of that event in the 96 olympics um the situation heading into the final um um part of the um all-around um gymnastics court um routine was um i think it's called the pole vault it's where they have to run and then jump into a flip and then land that's a very very bad <laughs> uh, crude description of it but you guys know what i'm talking about um the u.s is down at this point um, Russia has the lead and they need a perfect, basically a perfect um, um, routine to do this. And Carrie is the next one up. She, she goes for the first, um, the first attempt and you hit the hit at the beginning. Um, but she missed, she mistimes the jump or something like that happens and she lands and actually tears her, um, she tears her ankle basically. So she has a, a lateral, a third degree lateral sprain in her in her ankle um which under normal circumstances at that point you're 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 done like you're you're not you're not you're not walking after something like that so by every metric if she were to quit and and say hey i'm i'm hurt like i can't continue this competition further people would be like we understand so we get it 100% you tore a tendon in your foot. You can't walk. Of course, you're not going to be able to run at full speed and jump and, 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 and stick a landing. She could have quit at this point. But what she didn't and what great athletes don't do is they don't quit whenever things get tough. There's a great saying that I heard. forget who said it, but it was like pain is temporary, but, but um, overcoming odds is forever. I butchered it, but you get the idea. Her her hurting her ankle was only going to be temporary. But her succeeding and her overcoming the odds of that was even greater. 
I'm sure that whatever Simone Biles had is is tough. And I, I'm not saying, I'm not calling her a wimp, a wuss, I'm not calling her anything like that. But I'm saying, wouldn't it have been even better if she overcame that and competed and led the United States to gold? Isn't that a better story? Isn't that a more, isn't that a more triumphant um, outcome for everybody? Maybe it's just maybe maybe this is just me. So let me know. Tweet me or something about that if you agree with me. If she comes out and says I had X, Y, and Z I was battling with mentally and I won a gold medal. Right. I I don't think anybody I mean there's there's some people out there who are giving her criticism for it, and I think it's definitely warranted. I think that I mean, dropping out in the middle of an Olympics doesn't make any sense unless it's just like and I guess it's just, it's just, it's just really, really, really that bad, which I'm not saying it's not. So don't, don't be like Jacob's, Jacob's not taking mental health seriously. What a bad person. Not saying that at all. I'm just simply saying it would have been amazing if she went out there and competed, won the gold medal, showcase that she is the greatest, that she is the best and overcame whatever she had going on mentally, just like many other athletes do. There's, there's many fantastic examples of athletes who go out there during physical injuries. And I know that physical injuries are different from mental. I'm, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying that typically in sports, you have a physical injury and you have to overcome it. Kurt Schilling in 2004, whenever he pitching for the Red Sox, the bloody sock incident. You all know that one if you're a baseball guy. There, there's there's countless ones in baseball. Kurt, Kurt Gibson up there with the... Freaking bum leg. Hits a home run to win it for the Dodgers. Like, stuff like that. I mean, you can look at more recent. 2018-2019, Cease Sabathia for the Yankees. Um, basically blew his shoulder and then wanted to continue pitching. And they told him, "You, you bro, you can't. You, you're done. And he's like, no, man, I got it. I got it. I got it. Let's, let me keep playing. Sabathia has nothing to prove. CC Sabathia is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Will go down as the as as probably the greatest modern day pitcher for the Cleveland Indians ever. Right up there with Shane Bieber right now is one of the greatest Cleveland Indians. Led the Yankees to a World Series championship. Look, he, dude, you got nothing left to prove, bro. Top ten left-hander, left-handed pitcher of all time. But no, I'm gonna finish this guy off. I'm gonna finish this inning. Give me the ball, coach. He physically couldn't throw the ball anymore, but he's stuck, but he still kept wanting to, to lead the team to victory. That's what a real athlete does. That's a, that, that is what an athlete does. Whenever you work to that hard and you work your entire life for this moment, if the moment is really that amazing, you rise to the challenge. And you push through no matter what. Because the pain that we experience now is only temporary. But that moment... Is also temporary. And the outcome of that moment will, will live with you forever. So that's my thoughts on Simone Biles. Um, I know I might get some hate for, for, for not being like, oh, yeah, queen, yeah, just you slay it, girl. Because I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be critical about it. I'll give you my honest opinion about it. Girl, she can do whatever she wants. But at the same time, though,
whenever you pull out of an Olympic event for something like that, you're not gonna you're not gonna not get backlash. So uh, as far as the whining and complaining from some people who are like, oh, you don't care about mental health issues. No, it's not that. It's just that if you work this entire point to your life and you don't actually compete, you don't pull through, whether it's physical, whether you, you whether whether you sprain, you, you tear a tendon in your ankle and you can't walk and you still go up there and compete. You know, that's that's what that's what's been done in the past. So that's all I'm gonna say on that. The part that I wanted to talk about that was gonna get us <laughs> kicked off of uh YouTube of course was uh oh boy, it's the Delta Airlines um flight of the Modelo virus thing. I think I think I can say the actual terms on the podcast without getting completely just nuked but you guys know what I'm talking about the world is you know I think that I think it's a few episodes ago that we talked about the Delta variant propaganda or fear or something like that and how they were going to start ramping this sucker up and me and Joe were right look look the Liberty community has been right on all this I, I, I I hate that we're right. I really, really do. I hate that. I hate that the liberty community has been right on all of this. And when I when I mean liberty community, I mean non non blue pilled conservatives, libertarians, anarchists, all of those guys. We've all been right on this entire thing. We see a call to shut America down again. My place of work. We're, we're we are bringing back mask mandates. So, the they're 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 talking about look Disney has reversed their mask mandate. You got to wear one indoors now. Doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or not. This all comes from there's a CDC memo that was leaked that showed that um, people who had been vaccinated can spread. And contract the new variant um, similarly to people who are unvaccinated, which I think is kind of funny. Because remember, because let's just let's just let's just say that that, that memo is true from the CDC. Let's just say that. Let's just say, take for a second that is true. I'm not saying that's saying I don't do or do not believe that. Let's just say that's true. Remember whenever cases started rising again and they were blaming the anti-vaxxers, they're blaming guys like myself who are not vaccinated. By the way, I do promote that I'm not vaccinated in my uh, Twitter bio, so you can go ahead and you can send me hate for that. Remember whenever they blamed us for all the rises in cases and everything like that? So it is funny that, you know, you, you take your precious Pfizer or Moderna and you're the one that are spreading it now too. And in some cases more than the unvaccinated. I think that's kind of funny. Um, so everyone who's blaming the anti-vaxxers need to shut up now about this because now you're the ones that are also spreading this thing. And also maybe maybe your vaccine wasn't so precious and wonderful and you didn't need the, all the propaganda behind it. Maybe that's a possible thing as well. We see... So I, I got a couple things, a couple tweets that I wanted to read and talk about. So one of the doctors that's fre- frequently um, featured on CNN is this uh, Lena Wen 
moron who I who I've I've said that she is equal to Fauci. When it when it comes to the when it comes to putting these guys up against the wall, if something were to happen, she'd be like right next to Dr. Fauci. She's that insufferable. Here's what she said. She said, my takeaways from the leaked CDC docs. One, vaccinated people can translate can transmit Delta if infected. Two, however, the majority of transmissions are still by unvaccinated. That's where our focus should be. Three, the CDC, the CDC should have released data earlier. We can't wait for peer-reviewed. So, I responded with, you can spread the virus after vaccination, but you should still get vaccinated because we said so. So even though you can spread this thing and give it to, give it to somebody else, which is what people like myself have been saying. So what's the point of the vaccine? If you can just give it to somebody else, then shouldn't we all be wearing masks? If, if Again, if you believe they actually work, which I personally have my own reservations about, just based on just simple data and charts. You can look at Tom Woods. He did a lot of work on this. We have, we have, and, and then to the response of that, or, or to a response to something similar, we had this guy saying just um, to the anti-vaxxers, um, he, he posted a little video and he goes into saying that um, you can't beat it. You can't beat um, a team if you don't have your defense up. That's why you need, that's why you need your vaccine, right? Right. That's your defense. And I'm like, bro, you, you do not listen to anything that this, that, that, that they just said. You can still transmit this thing, and you can still be put in the hospital for it. The The big Cape Cod outbreak that we're seeing right now, that's coming from an area that's over 70% vaccinated. That shouldn't be happening if if, if, the, if these wonderful uh, jabs are so so great, Jacob, and they're, on, they're effective. They're effective. They're also safe, too. Like, you can't be put in the hospital for this. No, 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 no. They're safe, Jacob. As, as, as if there wasn't any more reason. Look, if the whole goal of this administration, of this campaign, whatever you want to call this debacle of a, of a presidency, is to get folks vaccinated, this is the worst thing you could possibly do. Is tell them that even after you're vaccinated, you're still not safe. So, if let's just say hypo, 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 hypothetically that I'm on the fence right now, okay? And I've been on the fence about about whether or not I should get this or not. I don't know. Is it safe? Is it kind of rushed? I don't really know. Am I, am I really at that much of a risk? I'm on the fence. Like, a good argument either way, I would take it or not take it. That's where I'm at. Let's say hypothetically. And then you come out and say, you know, a few months ago that, you know, you're fully vaccinated. You don't have to wear a mask anymore. Well, hey, that sounds pretty awesome. I don't have to wear my, my mask anymore. That's, that's awesome. I'll, maybe I'll go take it. But, you know, life gets in the way and I and I don't get around to it. Because, you know, I mean, it's really, really not that big of a deal. I haven't personally caught it, so it's not that big of a deal. And then they come out and say that, oh, you got you to gotta wear a mask even after you're fully vaccinated. Oh, you've you've already been vaccinated. You still need to full. You still need to socially distance. You still need to lock back down. You still probably shouldn't travel. You still shouldn't go see friends and family. So then myself, who's sitting here like, ooh, I was on the fence about this. The whole, this whole, you know, promise of going back to normal. If I like took this, this medical procedure, that sounds pretty cool. Well, now there's no incentive. It's gone. 
You have destroyed. I don't think they're going to be recovered from this. You've taken every incentive away to get to get vaccinated. It's over. You're you're you. We have we have WHO officials and we have people on CNN and from the CDC recommending lockdowns again. Bro, if you lock down this country again the way that we saw in March and April 2020, there will be no incentive to ever get vaccinated ever again. It'll be over. It'll be done. You already had to bribe people with money and, and, and garbage food. Imagine that. Imagine having a virus that is disproportionately killing people who are, who are more morbidly obese and overweight. And there is clear data on this. Imagine having that and then saying, if you go and get this jab, we're going to get you a beer and we're going to get you a donut and a hamburger. But your gym is still closed or it's out of business. Give me a freaking break. You can't sit with a straight face and be advocating for this kind of crap. If you, if you, if you, they are, they are on a very, very thin, a thin line of, of, of losing people. Do you know why folks just do not give a crap about any of this right now? Because they're more concerned about putting food on the table. They're more concerned about whether or not their small business that they work for or they own is going to be shut down permanently by another round of lockdowns. That's what they're really worried about. They don't, they couldn't give a crap about whether or not that this vaccine actually works or or that they're going to protect themselves. You know what they're worried about? They're worried about the inflation numbers, which I haven't had time to talk about on this pro- this program for a while. But they've they've come in so red hot again. You either you you even had a a, a Jerome Powell, the federal the Federal Reserve Chairman, came out and said that it's going to be hotter than normal. He said it's going to beat our expectations. Well, no freaking duh. Who's been saying that this entire time? Who's been saying that the inflation number is going to be higher than expected? It's been this program in the Liberty community. We've been all over this. We've been right. People don't care about this. They don't care. There has been the, the the cost benefit analysis of this entire thing has been so screwed up that we have to keep cases and deaths down at any cost possible. You own a small business, screw you. You got to shut your business down. Oh, you want to see family members, screw you. We got to close this business down. We got to keep the cases down. This is not a, this is this is not a one size fits all. This is not an end end some game here. There's a video that came out of the Secretary of Defense, uh, uh, so Lloyd Austin the third, who me and Joe, you both know our position on this. We don't we're not the biggest fans of him. This came out yesterday. It's a picture of him coming down Air Force One. Keep in mind, this man has taken the the vaccine. He's fully vaccinated. Taken the precious um, nail in the coffin, as people said, against this virus, right? This is it. It's done. We're on the track to normal. Guess where this joker walks down the aisle or the little ramp of Air Force One in, in a freaking mask and shield. What incentive and what message does this send to the people that you have a man who has fully taken this on the stage Wearing a mask and a sh- wearing a mask and not those little face shields and giving fist bumps to everybody like oh yeah I'm not I'm being responsible and I giving you a, sh- a a a handshake because you know that that that's way more dangerous. Uh, Glenn Greenwald had this to write. He said, "I have to ask if the primary goal now is to persuade vaccine skeptics 
that the vaccine works and they should take it for the benefit of returning to normal life. What message do dreary images like this send from leading officials who are fully vaccinated? What does it send them? When you see people who are out there promoting this thing about how it can't be questioned, that how it's perfect. You know, it's not even. You know, it's like it's like it's like ninety-seven percent effective, Jacob. It's effective, safe, and effective. I'm not allowed to uh, to to uh, question the effectiveness of this vaccine. It's so effective, Jacob. But yet, I have an official leader here who's who's peddling this crap, but also. Wearing every precaution that we were told we could get rid of once we got fully vaccinated. What message does that send? Why should a skeptic, or, or why should a skeptic, especially a skeptic or someone who's on the fence, why should we take any of their words seriously now? There's no incentive. It's over. It's done. As I, as I said, it is over with this thing. As I said a long time ago, it was over. But I thought it was... um. Thought I was going to be over a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot later than it is now. I have some more garbage. You're, you guys want to see? Do you guys want to see some more garbage? Here we go. Don Lemon had this to say, who I I despise greatly. Don Lemon had this to say: We need to start telling people, if you don't get vaccinated, you can't come into this office, you can't come to this gym, you can't get on this airplane. You don't have the freedom to put other people's lives in jeopardy. It sounds like to me, I might just be spitballing here, that there should be a society for those people who are unvaccinated and those who are. And of course, you know, the way that you would um, enforce this is through my next thing I want to read. The, the, this one, this one lit a fire. CDC, CDC director who recently said that you can stop wearing a mask if you're fully vaccinated. And of course, everybody followed suit by that. Here's what she had to say. She said, European style vaccine passports may be a path forward in the U.S. Oh, you mean the same passports that are setting France afire right now? You mean you mean those, right? Surely you can't mean the ones where um, the vaccine passport, like, like like you saw in France, where they're literally burning down vaccine distribution centers and clinics to go receive the shot. You're not talking about that one, right? Or the one where whenever they, they, they stormed a government building, took a bunch of portraits of, of Macron, teared them, up, teared, them up, teared, them up, teared them up and threw them in the street into a big pile of fire. You're not talking about that. Not that vaccine passport. Oh, don't, definitely not. Yes, all that did happen. It's, the it's footage all over. All over Twitter. You can go see it. Remember... <laughs> Again, remember whenever people like myself and Joe were saying that, hey, you know, vaccine passports, they could possibly be a thing. And how we how it's called, oh, you're crazy, Jacob. They, it's, they're not, they're, they wouldn't, they're not talking about that. Really? I've got a CDC director right now just talking about it saying, hey, this might be an option for us. 
Who's the conspiracy theory now? Who's the crazy one now? Is it the one who believed and who's talked about everything that they're mentioning now? Or is it the person who's trying to sit there and defend it and say, though, this is not a big deal? What are you? What are you scared? Who's the crazy one now? Is it the, the people that have called this crap months and if not over a year ago? Or is it the people that have to defend it now and say, well, oh, this is completely logical, reasonable. Oh, yeah. No, no, lockdowns? Yeah, of course. I, I would I'd be willing to lock myself down, wear a mask forever and get and get and get the Moderna, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, the J&J, get, get, get all the vaccines. I've gotten all of them. Who's the crazy one now? A- ask yourself that situation. Who's, who's, the one, who's, who's the crazy one now in this situation? And I have the nail in the coffin here. If this tweet does not red pill you on this whole situation, I don't really know what 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 will. I'm gonna do a little a little uh, a little recap for you guys. Remember, two weeks to flatten the curve happened about March, April for some places. But after that happened, it was like, oh, well, cases are too high, we, so we can't go back to normal. We have to, we have to keep keep the cases need, 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 need to come back down. Then we can reopen. Them then became, well, you, well, you got to wear a mask. Remember, if you only wear a mask for six weeks, then this whole thing will go away. It'll all be over. It'll burn itself out. Then we got to relock down for summer because you know that big second wave that happened in the summer. Well, then, you know, the deaths rose too much and, you know, we was like, oh, well, that's too high. We got to keep locked down. You can just keep wearing your mask. Then, you know, Christmas, probably not going to have Christmas because, you know, you can't be around the elderly while all this is going on. So you just got to go and cancel Christmas. Then, you know, November rolled around and, you know, the Pfizer came out with the vaccine and there was like, oh, this great, just amazing thing. And said, okay, well, the vaccine's almost here. We, it's, it's been approved. We just got to wait. Just wait until you get your vaccine. And then, then wait. Hold on. We're almost there. Then you can take your mask off. Then you can go back to normal. Just all of that. That's okay. Then they said, hey, just take your vaccine. You can take your mask off. You can return to life as normal. And now we have this. CNN. Vaccination alone won't stop the rise of variants and in fact could push the evolution of strands that evade their protection, researchers warn. They said people need to wear masks and take other preventative steps until almost everybody is vaccinated. Vaccination alone won't stop the rise of virus and in fact could push the evolution of strands that evade their protection. Remember when they told us two weeks to flatten the curve and then that was a bust and then they said, oh, the summer and that was a bust. And then they said, well, hold up with the vaccine. That's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the game changer. That's the savior. After that, we can go back to normal. Well, now they're saying the vaccine's not enough. The vaccine is not enough to stop COVID. It is not enough to stop the spread of variants. Not enough. And in fact, they could actually push more variants out. So you tell me, idiots on Twitter, who are the ones that are spreading this thing? Is it the anti-vaxxers or is it this researcher who said that the, actually the vaccines could actually help evolve this thing? Remember the whole argument that I got from a lot of a lot of really, really 
dumb people who said that if you don't get vaccinated, then you're a part of the problem because because then you could spread and you can mutate this thing. That's why everyone should get vaccinated re regardless of, of, of whether or not you're at risk or whether or not you've already had this thing. I heard this argument from a lot of people. A lot of people I know personally, a lot of people I don't know personally heard this argument. Well, now what you got to say about this now, bro? What you got to say now? Vaccines won't stop the rise of variants and in fact could push the evolution further to evade our protection. What you got to say now? Am I still the issue or now or 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 not going to point the finger at you because because you got vaccinated. You're the one who's going to actually push the evolution of the strands. Who can I point the finger at now? Again, you th you think I'm spreading BS? I will link this article in the description as well as my response to it. Oh, buddy, I got the receipts. Do you have the receipts? No. Because everybody who kept peddling this crap from everything that I said in the timeline but previously, everyone who peddled this are now going to peddle whatever else it is. Look, the CDC could, could, could come out and say that maybe everyone should just hold their breath for, for, for 15 minutes and that would stop the spread of COVID. And you know what? People would do it. They would, or they would say that if you're unvaccinated, you got to wear a little yellow star or something like that. Which, what do you think, what do, what do you think a vaccine passport is going to be if you don't have access or not? You might as well have something on your sleeve that says something like that. As Don Lemon once said, you don't have it. You you shouldn't be allowed to go on a plane. You shouldn't be allowed to go into a uh, into a to a place of work or a gym or a restaurant. You shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't have your freedom. I'm gonna say this, but my freedom is not predicated on the sole purpose that I've had a medical procedure. Never has. Never will. Because this virus, if we let it, it'll it'll come and go. But Jacob, the, the Jacob, the cases, the cases, Jacob, you don't understand. Oh my, oh my gosh! Look at the chart. I'm looking at it right now. It's so crazy. Yeah, they are going up. But you know what's not going up? Deaths. Flat, completely flat. Haven't haven't risen significantly. Since, ooh, I don't know, start of June. But Jacob, you got to wait two weeks. Jacob, what are you doing? Okay, you know, wait two weeks. I'm going I'm, to, actually, I, you know, I'll, I'm going to link these charts in the bottom of the description so you guys can see it. Okay. Remember whenever the UK got hit and it was just like, oh my gosh, the UK, you know, they have this Delta strand. Their, their cases went almost to the second highest they ever had. Yeah, they, they did. I'm looking at the chart right now. I'll link it in the description for you guys. Do you know what didn't go up at all? Deaths. Don't believe me? You need to go and you need to click on little deaths, the little cases next to the UK symbol, and you need to click deaths. You can see deaths never, never substantially rose during that during the rise of the, from the fall of that. But Jacob, India, this that's where this thing came from. Oh my gosh, can you believe India had all of these tremendous amount of cases? It was so crazy. Yes, India did have the most cases ever. You know, they had this giant, almost two-month rise of cases. And do you know where they're at right now? Back down to where they were when they started. Do you know, do you know what also... 
came up and went back down where it started, deaths. Deaths went back down. And we're talking about India here. The I'm I'm not gonna be like disrespectful to India, but India is not exactly a a um first world country when it comes to cleanliness and sanitation and medical stuff, until like medical facilities. They're no UK, the United States. That's all I'm gonna say about that. They're not exactly the most sanitary country. I don't hate India. I'm just I'm just stating basic facts here. So if, if we're going to compare a country like India to a country like the United States when it comes to issues of health and sanitation, you're, you're probably a little bit off. And the fact that India came back down to earth and the fact that the UK is not coming back down, whether the UK got hit before, before we did, now nah, nah, they're coming back down. What does that say about, about our, our rise? I'm I'm just I'm 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 simply asking questions here. Did we get did we get a little bit ahead of ourselves here? Is the fact that we're not seeing any increases in deaths in two major first world countries could that possibly be a trigger to maybe we overacted a little bit? Maybe this thing isn't as lethal as we thought it was. Maybe it spreads pretty frequently. That could be, possibly. Typically, though, viruses, whenever they're burning out. They they mutate to spread faster, but as a result of that, they usually weaken their their lethality. That's why most viruses don't spread easily and aren't lethal. They, they very rarely have that combination. Could be that's just it. But then again, what do I know? I'm just the guy who's just been right about all this the entire time, and I'm just a part of the community that's been right about this the entire time. What do I know? But 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 but, for, but, for, but for everybody else that still thinks I'm crazy or thinks that that what I'm saying is wrong or it's or it's you know I got called scum today by some I was messing with some guy who who clearly didn't understand my sarcasm. Um, he said I was spreading medical medical misinformation about the the vaccine on Twitter and called me scum. Cool, great, great guy. This this guy tried to compare um, jumping out of a plane with with no parachute because you think it's faulty to taking a vaccine. Um, because you think it won't protect, because it won't protect against COVID. Um, he couldn't see the fact that jumping out of a parachute or jumping out of a plane, um, and 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 your parachute not deploying due to something faulty, you're dead, bro. Like I, I'm sorry, I don't care how big of a macho guy is. If your parachute fails and you're jumping out of a plane, you're dead. Guess what happens if you if you catch COVID, and your vaccine fails. You got a, you got a ninety nine point seven percent chance of survival. So uh, I'm I, I love the, I love the, the role the role hyperbolic analogy there. Um, it's 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 as bad as good as the seatbelt analogy. Which I love the seatbelt analogy. Um, that oh well you you know you know you don't wear a mask but you wear a seatbelt. I'm like yeah because I don't want to fly through a windshield. And when's the last time I I wore a seatbelt to to protect the the the, the, uh, the other driver? Huh? Think about that one. Okay, so that's all I got to talk about. I know it's kind of a downer episode for the last one, but my I guess I guess the message seriously here is, guys, stay 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 vigilant on this one. Do not let them. Do not let them do that. 
Do not let them lock us back down again. And I'm being serious. I mentioned a few episodes ago that I would be selling stock in companies that um, do a, do a, a contribute or go along with these um, vaccine passports. I'm considering extending it to companies who who require who who, who mandate the vaccine. I'm I'm I I I am like needing someone to kind of talk me out of it right now because that's where I'm at with this thing. If you're going to require someone to take an experimental, um, non-FDA verified thing, then I can't financially hold, hold hold your company further in my stock portfolio. So that's where I'm at. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you guys so much for the love and the support. Uh, it, 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 gosh, it, it really just means the world to us that you uh, that you tune in and listen to this um, to this show. I know we're not exactly the most exciting bunch of characters. If you knew us in person, <laughs> not I'm not really the life of the party. Um, but I really do love and appreciate it. And seriously, all the comments, everything. It just it it makes everything worth it. It makes all of this worth it. Hope you guys learned something. Hope you guys check out Joe's show um, with with, with Zach Morgan on all about progressive Christianity. Seriously, um, Joe is just awesome. Does it does a a great, great job with it. So go check that out. Check out links in the description to the show below. Um, Let me know if you guys disagree with me on any of this. Seriously, I want to hear from you guys. Shoot me an email, thestainbrothershow at gmail.com. It's where you guys can reach me more directly. Also, you can DM me on Twitter. I, I, I will check my DMs. So if you shoot me one, then you want to have an honest conversation. I'd be lovely. To, I'd love to talk to you about this, um, especially about the whole Simone Biles thing. Let me know what you guys think. And um, anything about the Delta? You, you, do you think, let me ask you a question. Do you think we're going to go to lockdowns like we saw in March? Because if I had to put money on it, I would probably say it's like a 60, 60% chance we do, 40% chance we don't. And that only is predicated on whether or not everybody, all these companies go back to requiring masks again. If that happens, then it goes up to like 80% chance in my opinion. And if it continues and we don't see a, we don't see a, a drop in case like how we saw in, in the UK and India, if we don't start seeing that within the next couple of weeks, it goes a bit higher. So let me, let me, let me know what you guys think in the description below. Um, I will catch everybody later. Guys, seriously, go have a, a fantastic weekend. Go see somebody um, that you know and love. Tell them that you know and love them. Um, go do something awesome. Like Seriously, I, I mean it. Go get out there in the world. If you live in Georgia, I'm sorry. It's hot. Stay inside or find a pool you can swim in because, it, boy, is it, is, it, is it toasty out here. Um, but go do something positive. Go do something awesome this weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday. Take it easy. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.